Well, hello, everybody. It's a beautiful Saturday morning in Kentucky. I hope this message finds everybody doing just just wonderful. Uh, I uh, I wanted to do a new recording. The last one I did was on honor. I got really great feedback from that, and uh, I'm glad it was a blessing to some people. Uh, this one's going to be a little different. Uh, the title of this one is called Calling Things Out. The who, the what, and the why. And uh, in this discussion, it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, we're going to we're going to address and answer a couple of really important questions, and, uh, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. So I'm going to give you the questions up front. Uh, and so here here's here's question number one: In the kingdom of God and in the local church, can we address bad behavior? False teaching, false prophecy, uh, control, manipulation, things like that, without actually attacking individual people. Let me ask, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that again. In the kingdom of God and in the local church, can we address bad behavior, false teaching, things like that, without attacking individual people? And the second question is, who is allowed to do this? Who's able to do this? Who's been given the authority to address false teaching or twisted doctrine or false prophecy or bad behavior at the hand of leadership in a church. And the reason or the basis for these two questions comes from a very dangerous and a dysfunctional theology or an ideology that operates today in many church expressions across America. And over the last 50 or so years, and maybe even longer, without getting into too many details, I'm going to actually do a little history lesson on on uh, these types of movements in another recording. Um, but many church leaders, especially in the charismatic and Pentecostal expressions, they've adopted and implemented church systems that operate kind of like corporate pyramid schemes. And in these systems, individual church leaders are not held accountable to their flock. And they answer to no one locally, and they don't submit one to another inside the scope of local leadership. And they foster a culture where they're not to be questioned or criticized or examined or even held accountable by anyone. Instead, they use the pyramid itself as their protection. And when they're confronted, they usually deflect to the pyramid leader. And that pyramid leader is usually nowhere to be found locally. They're not to be contacted, and they're very rarely ever available. And to go against this system is considered dishonor, disloyalty, offense, accusing the brethren, lack of submission, uh, lack of conforming, or divisiveness. And you might say, well, Mike, you know, how do you know about all this stuff? How do you know this is happening? Well, uh I can go with personal experience and I can also go with uh, friendships and I can also go with things that I've researched. But me and my family, we have been richly blessed, just totally blessed by God with the opportunity to travel to many places in America during my military career. And together we visited and we joined and we plugged into and we served in many churches many church expressions, and many different positions within these churches. And over the last 30 or so years, we've been involved with some of the greatest people on the planet. And at the same time, 
We've also faced some of the most horrific, destructive, and dysfunctional church environments you can imagine. We saw many families get hurt, even to the point of no longer having faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, just yesterday, a very good friend sent me a story of a church in Louisiana that was abusing young people both spiritually and physically, using spiritual authority or submission to leadership as a weapon. And they were telling these young people and young adults that they needed to disregard their parents and align with their church leadership, who were now their mother and father, in order to have a better and more elite and closer relationship with God. And they were told to submit all of their life decisions, girlfriends, boyfriends, school, college, relationships, getting a job, changing jobs, making major purchases, who, who they can be friends with and who they shouldn't be friends with. Submit all that stuff to the church leader. And the church leader would talk to God for them and then tell them what God was saying. And they were to obey it. Language like submission, spiritual authority, hedge of protection, apostolic government, apostolic legacies, spiritual fathering and mothering, proper spiritual alignment, conforming to leadership, and measuring loyalty was used in these types of control-based church systems. Does this sound familiar to anyone? Please understand, this isn't about certain people. And this isn't about, you know, uh, a certain person or, or a person by name. This is about false ideologies, false teaching, and manipulation and control using twisted doctrine. Many of the leaders and other believers involved in these dysfunctional settings are very good people. They've been misled and they've been misguided and they've been pulled in so deeply into these cult-like environments and cult-like systems that they just can't escape. Again, most of these leaders are very good people who love Jesus and they've only been doing what they've been taught to do. Some, some were even saved and met Jesus inside these systems. So for some, it's all they know and they're caught in a vicious cycle that doesn't allow them to be corrected. So they're stuck in this perpetual dysfunction until their eyes can open and they can become free. And I've actually seen several, even lately, even family members and close friends of these dysfunctional leaders break free and release themselves from the bondage of these pyramid systems and become spiritually healthy again and flourish. For me and my family, if not for very good friendships who helped our eyes open, and the protection of Jesus and him using the military to move us away, which taught us how to have the courage to stand up and leave when, when we got, when we got to the, to the place where we just could not stand it any longer. We could still be deeply entrenched in one of these systems right now. Now let's get back to those two questions. I'm going to repeat them in the kingdom of God and in the local church. Can we address bad behavior and false teaching without attacking individual people? And the second question, who is able to do this? Who's been given the authority to address false teaching, twisted doctrine, bad behavior at the hand of leaders inside a local church? Let's answer those two questions. First, let me reiterate the fact that as priests in the kingdom of Jesus, that's you and me, 
we should do our best to refrain from naming specific people and presenting their personal faults or their flaws or their shortcomings or their negative personality trait their negative personality traits we're to give grace and we're to pray for all of those including ourselves who miss the mark at times or say the wrong thing once in a while or have a personality trait or character trait that could be abrasive or aggressive or prickly or even unfriendly Beloved, we can let that kind of stuff slide in the kingdom by heaping grace on these people in these situations. When Jesus offered correction, he usually didn't name names unless he was speaking directly to the person he was correcting. Jesus addressed Peter's bad behavior several times, but he addressed it to Peter. But scripture doesn't show Jesus talking about Peter's shortcomings to others. That would be gossip. He did, however, address the dysfunction that led to the behavior. And Jesus did call out, he put on blast, and he addressed the Pharisees and the scribes, plural, as a group. And he did it publicly, and he did it in front of everyone. But there's a big difference. Jesus, Paul, Martin Luther, and many others were calling out false teaching, false prophecy, bad leadership, and bad behavior at the hand of religious leaders caught in a system. Jesus called out dangerous theologies and ideologies that hurt and enslaved and preyed upon people for the purpose of control and manipulation. So since Jesus called out these things, does this mean that we are all, as believers, able to do the same thing? The short answer is yes. Yes, 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 yes. In fact, we're mandated to call it out. Well, Mike, understanding that, don't I have to be in some type of leadership position in order to address something? Again, the answer is yes. Yes, you do need to be in a leadership position. But here's the important thing. You are in a leadership position. Every believer is a leader, and they're anointed to preach the good news. And if you can preach the good news, you can also address the bad news. Every believer in the kingdom of Jesus has full and unhindered access to the truth. And when we see behaviors and we see actions that are contrary to that truth, we possess the capability and we've been anointed with the responsibility as priests in his kingdom to address these things. Let me read you a quote from Martin Luther in 1520. And I quote, I have to be sure sharply attacked ungodly doctrines in general, and I've snapped at my opponents, not because of their bad morals, but because of their ungodliness. Rather than repent this in the least, I've determined to persist in the fervent zeal and to despise the judgment of men following the example of Christ in his zeal when he called his opponents a brood of vipers, blind fools, hypocrites, and children of the devil. A Christian is a perfectly free Lord of all, subject to none. A Christian is also a perfectly dutiful servant to all, subject to all. These two theses seem to contradict each other. If, however, they should be found to fit together, they would serve our purpose beautifully. This was Martin Luther in 1520 in his address to the German nobility, the Catholic Church of the time. He was attacking false teaching, 
He was attacking control and manipulation and the great pyramid scheme that made all priests completely unaccountable to their flocks and their local leaders and only accountable to the Pope. Martin Luther was saying that we're all leaders and servants simultaneously, leading and serving one another. One cannot work without the other. In illegitimate pyramid schemes in the church, this can't happen because everyone is silenced outside the pyramid and keeping it that way maintains control and alignment by the men in charge. Allowing Jesus to lead his church, allowing all believers in a local group to lead together and serve together can never work where men have formed their own man-made hierarchies. Paul said, quote, For though I am free, I have made myself a slave to all. And he also said, quote, Owe no man anything except to love one another. Love by its very nature is ready to serve and be subject to him who is loved. So Christ, although he was Lord of all, was born of service and subject to him who is loved. Unquote. Beloved, we are all servants to one another, whether we find ourselves in a local church position or we're part of a small home-based church group. In the kingdom of Jesus, every believer possesses the capability and the responsibility to illuminate, to call out, to address, and put an end to dysfunctional theology, poor leadership, false teaching, false prophecy, control, and manipulation. And when his bride truly understands the collective power of their priesthood and their exclusive friendship with Jesus, only then will these dysfunctional ideologies end. May God illuminate each and every one of us with his spirit of truth and show us how to free his bride. Give us strength and wisdom and blow your wind of courage into all of us so that we can speak truth no matter the cost. Amen and amen.